This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, the podcast that features conversations with writers of all types. Today's episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books has been sponsored by The Craft Studio, craftstudionyc.com. Let loose and craft. With locations on the Upper East Side and Tribeca, The Craft Studio is the perfect place to bring your kids, paint pottery, and kill a bunch of time. It's amazing. I'm thrilled to be interviewing Liz Stern today. Liz Stern is the author of Motherhood is a Bitch, and If You Give a Mom a Martini. She's the CEO of Delicious Moms, divamoms.com, a national New York City-based marketing and event company. The former editor-in-chief of the Observer Playground, which was the parenting magazine of the New York Observer, which, by the way, I used to write for, Liz has served as a media correspondent for CNBC, The Today Show, MSNBC, and others, a graduate of Syracuse University with master's degrees from NYU and Hunter in both communications and early childhood education, Liz is now the ultimate NYC parenting connector. So welcome, Liz. Thanks so much for doing the show. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Love the podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love your book. It was like, how did I not read this before? It's like the steps to making my life livable. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, I think every mom needs to read this book, whether you're a first-time mom, second-time mom, third-time mom, whether, you know, you're beginning stages, end stages, or being a, whatever, whatever, you know, stage of parenthood you are in or about to go into, everyone should read this book. Whenever I read a book um, to prepare for an interview, I dog ear a page where there's something that I want to remember or I want to come back to. You should see the book because, like, every other page is now turned over. It looks like, you know, some sort of, you know, Asian fan of some kind. So, anyway. <laughs> I love hearing that. Yay. That's my day. Thank you. 
So let's start with how um, you even decided to do this book and everything. You did such a great job in the book explaining how you kind of hit bottom. You had a mom on the street who thought you were pregnant when you weren't, which I'm sure every mother has had happen to her. I know I have. Um, And then how you decided to live your life differently afterwards and how you basically just decided to be a bitch. So can you tell me more? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we define what the word bitch in the book means, right? Subtitle is 10 Steps to Regaining Your Sanity, Sexiness, and Inner Diva. Um, and, and then for step one of these 10 steps, you have this really cute acronym for bitch, which I feel bad like saying over and over again, like I'm like going to be in trouble with my kids. I have to like put money in the jar after this interview. Um, okay, so B is be the woman you want to be. I is yeah. initiate. T is timeout. Mm-hmm. Uh, C, C is care and H is help. So tell me what these basically mean and how they can change my life as a mom. Like what do I absolutely need to do to reclaim my sanity? 
But one of the things that I do, I tell women, you know, moms every day, look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, first thing in the morning, and whether you're coming out of the shower, whether you're first work, you know, washing your face, washing your teeth, and look in the mirror and look at yourself and be, 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 be present, be, who is that person, look in the mirror, who is that mom, who is that person that you want to be today? You know, do you want to be that hairy mom? Do you want to be that tired mom? Do you want to be that happy mom? Do you want to be that sexy mom today? Do you want to be that soccer mom today? You know, look in the mirror and say, oh, you know, today I'm going to be. I'm going to you know, kill all my meetings. I'm going to write a book today. I'm going to you know, write an article from it. But look in the mirror straight on and look and say, this is who I'm going to be today. Okay, then for I, which is the initiate, you've got to initiate who you want to be. You can't just say you're going to do it. You actually have to take steps to do it. Now, for me personally, and I don't know about you, but the T, the time out is most important. I think every day, even if it's just for 10 minutes a day, all moms need to take a time out, a mommy time out, an MTO, and do something just for yourself. Whether it is going for a walk down the block, whether it's going to meet a friend in the coffee shop, whether it's going literally into a corner and, st- and standing on your head and doing a handstand, whether it's doing yoga, whether it's meditating, whatever it may be, take 10 to 15 minutes and everybody can do it. And something that my friend June Amber always says, she says, wait before the quake, meaning wake up a few minutes earlier than all the kids are waking up and do something just for yourself. Perhaps it's just having a cup of tea and reading the newspaper. But do do that something for yourself because the rest of the day is going to be taken away from you, and it's really important to have that time out. And then the see the care. We need to care for ourselves like, because we're so busy caring about everybody else. We're caring about our kids. We're caring about our family. We're caring about our mother, our father, our sister, our brother, our cousins, our aunts, our uncles. And we're so, we as mothers are the caretakers who care about everybody else. Sometimes, though, you know, we need to take a step back and say, whoa, 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 but what about me? And I was falling apart, and I wasn't feeling well, and I wasn't taking care of myself. So I think the C is extremely, extremely important. And again, the H, the help, you have to ask for help. You know, I know when I first started out, again, this was one kid 14 years ago, I thought in my mind I could do it all, right? I could work, I could be a super mom, I had a vision of what I could be. And the reality is, I can't do it all, and I can't do it all by myself. And I don't want to be that superwoman, super person, super inhuman person. I want to be able to do the best that I can, but I also want to ask for help and not be scared to ask for help because there's no reason that anybody should be ashamed of scared to ask for help. And not even just help as in help with the kids, but it's help with work, if it's help with the dog, whatever it may be with, ask for help. Because the worst that can happen is somebody's going to say no. Best case scenario, that's somebody's going to say yes, but always ask for the help. I like it. I feel like sometimes when I ask for help, by the time I go through all the things that I need to make that help happen, I could have just done whatever it was myself. Do you ever feel that way? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Sometimes I feel a little like, oh, but I, don't, I can't afford a nanny or I can't afford a babysitter. And, you know, I don't have clients. So then I can't go out at night or I can't go to, you know, I'm sick. I can't go to a movie or I can't go to a with my husband. And I always say, it's not something about the money part of it. You can ask, call the family member, call, ask your neighbor. Somebody, I'm sure, will give you an hour, half hour, 45 minutes of their time so that you can go out and do something. And especially as a new mom, like with those, those first few weeks when the baby's home, I think it's so important if you're married to go out on a date night and do something just for the two of you because that baby takes over your whole entire life. And I think it's really important. 
Yeah. Good advice. By the way, when you said look in the mirror in the morning and decide which woman you want to be, like there are definitely days where I've woken up and I've realized when I'm at school drop off that I have yet to look in the mirror. (laughs) No, it's true. I mean, not all the time, but it has happened before where I like run to the ladies room at drop off and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't even brushed my hair. I mean, normally I can get it together and normally I feel like I look pretty put together, but, you know, some mornings just get the better of me. So. Listen, there, listen, there are many mornings that the bees fall on uh-huh. the hairs in the bun and, you know, or a drop-off. That's the way that it is. Yeah. It's not necessarily even about how we look in the morning. It's about that person inside that we want to be for that day. No, I like it. I like setting that, yeah. you know... Even just not letting the day happen to you, but, you know, from the outset, trying to have a strategy, like you're, how you're going to approach the day. Yeah, which happens a lot, you know, and I have to talk about it in this book too, really, I mean, I know it's so hard, but keeping a calendar and keeping a family calendar with all these different schedules, and especially if you're a working mom, you know, it's really, you got to keep to it and you have to just focus and you have to learn learning to say no and we'll talk about that later on it's also really key yeah you're absolutely right um in your time for a new mindset section, uh, you wrote something I just have to read out loud so people can hear this. I spent, sure. you said, I spent a few years in therapy there. I said it, although not a lot of women will talk about it. So have they, how many women do you know who are popping antidepressants and or Ativan like candy more than you think? Why? Because we're unhappy. We're stressed to the breaking point. We may smile, but it's all bull. I'm grinning from ear to ear right now, and I'm pissed as hell that my kid is interrupting me while I'm trying to write for five freaking minutes. But I'm smiling. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. I could, like, see you sitting there doing that whole thing. (laughs) So in your mind, so what do you think? Why do you think moms like us are so stressed these days, whereas, like, I don't feel like my mom and my grandmother were this stressed at all. Like, who, who can we blame? Who can we blame for this? Let's point some fingers. Let's blame Kim Kardashian. No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's blame. How about this? Let's blame social media, right? I think a lot of pressure comes from social media. Um, you know, I constantly, you know, I'm talking, especially my older kids, the 14 year old, and the 11 year old, about social media. You know, a lot, I'm thinking not, I don't think all of it, but a lot of it's smoke and mirrors, right? So, you know, but I think that so many women and moms, just like our teenagers and our kids, go to social media, they go to Instagram, they go to all these different things. And I see these, I'm just saying, these perfect families and these perfect lives, which we all know are not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And the perfect meals that these mothers are cooking. And yet they work, you know, how many hours? They work long hours and they have, you know, but yet everything in their home is perfect. And I think there's just a lot of extra pressure um, today that women are putting on themselves where our mothers didn't have that. There was no social media back in the day. So I think that also, you know, I hate the, I hate the word perfect. I think it's the worst word in the world. I don't know what anybody, like, should be taken out of the dictionary. But I think so many women today, you know, they look at the magazines, right? You look at the cover of the magazine. Beyonce just had a baby. And three weeks later, I'm just saying she's back on the cover of a magazine. Or this, this reality star, you know, had a baby two weeks ago. Yes, she's in a, you know, found bikini again. The perfect, 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 perfect boots on the cover of a magazine. This isn't real, you know? So I think that a lot of, there's not, uh, the word that I'm looking for is, I think there's a lot of social pressures from moms that don't feel like they're living up to what they're seeing, whether it's on TV or on social media. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think also, 
I'm just going to throw my two cents in here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Cause I was trying to evaluate this myself. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think just all the electronics, not just the social media, but the fact that so much can be done so quickly means that we have to do it that way. Like my mom had a date book, right? I just wrote an article about this. Like my mom had a red leather date book and she kept it like on the kitchen counter and scribbled in it when we had a play date. Like she didn't yeah. have the ability to bring her phone places and, you know, sync it 15 times and make play dates and send play date requests. And I don't know, it was all just like slower and easier. And now we can email, like, I don't know. It's just too much. Like if she missed the no, phone. I, I, no, I just have to agree with you. I think it's too much. You know, like you're on, you're on different groups with different, you know, parents and everybody has an opinion about something. One, you know, one group text from camp even can go on for like hours and days about Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishful podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself, and it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast, and those plans are the opposite of quiet. The cat may be disruptive, but it turns out he's also a great help to get fish out of all kinds of predicaments. Bursting with music, silliness, and rhymes, the Cat in the Hat cast encourages us all to find fun that is funny in every episode. So sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic Tongue Twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Wondery Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. I've known you for such a long time. I didn't even know that. I feel like it, I don't know. I'm really glad you shared it. So thank you. Um, you, um, and you say in your book that you, so you, you learned basically that life wasn't fair from an early age. That was your takeaway. Cause you know, all your friends, dads were there and you know, why was your dad the one coming home throwing up, which is just heartbreaking. Um, and eventually, although he overcame that part of the disease, he eventually succumbed to esophageal cancer years later when he was 66 and you ended up going away on a retreat after he passed away. Um, because you say in the book that you hadn't mourned properly, which I feel like, by the way, is putting so much pressure on yourself. Like, I'm thinking, God, is there a right way to mourn? But anyway, you started having, like, all these physical, medical-type issues as a result because our bodies, you know, we can't fool them for that long. So I just wondered, and that was, sorry, that was a really long introduction to this question, but, um, you know, how do you think that your dad's sickness has shaped you into, you know, who you've become, basically? So, okay, so let me backtrack. So when he was sick and I was younger, I, you know, it was, it was, very, it was hard for me. You know, again, like my friends and brothers are healthy. Everyone's dads were around. They were happy. My dad was, I mean, I was spending a lot of time as a teenager. He was sick when I was younger, when he was three. He had Hashimoto's disease. I have very few memories of that in Sloan Kettering. But when I was 16, he was not sure cancer. I remember vividly. Um, you know, spending a lot of time with Kettering. I remember you know, coming home very sick, and it really affected me. And I remember, you know, making that, you know, life sick. I remember saying to my mom, like, one of my girls, I'd call one of my girlfriends um, after a hospital visit with him, and I was terrible crying, and she was like, yeah, she said, I know. She said, I had a really bad day, too. And she's like, my nail polish tips and blah, blah, blah. And again, it wasn't her, like, you know, that in her mind that she had a bad day, right? Because, you know, at the time, the worst thing that can happen when you're 16 is you're going to go out on dates and your nail polish tips, right? right? And I remember going into my mom and I started crying. And my mom's like, you know what, Liz? Like, life isn't fair. And, but you're going to get through this and it's going to make you stronger. And I think that, you know, that time, obviously, I didn't understand it. But I think that when you have a sick parent, I think that it makes it, you just, you have to have a younger sister who I needed to be there for, and I needed to be strong, and I think that it made me a lot stronger. But going back to the mourning part, I think that, no, there's no right or wrong way to mourn, 
But I think what happened to me was, as a parent, I think I thought, you know, he always knew he was going to pass away. The question was always when. Um, and he got, he got much sicker as he got older. And then at 66, when he passed away, we had the funeral. We sat shiver and the Jewish religion. Um, that's what you do. And then it was like, boom, back to, like, just back to the kids, back to work, back to everything. I didn't really, I, I personally, I don't think I took enough time to really mourn, if that makes any sense. I mean, I know there, again, there's no rhyme or reason or everybody has their different ways of doing it. But for me personally, I think I needed just a little bit more time because I just went back and boom, everything just the way that it was, like, the, the day that we were done sitting sugar. And to make a long story short, um, I also, what happened to me was I started, again, I wasn't properly eating, I wasn't exercising, I wasn't taking care of myself, and I wasn't feeling well. I was getting very, very, very bad urinary tract infections. I know it wasn't from, you know, sex, which everybody thinks it was, you know, it's, oh, you're having so much, no, it's not from a lot of sex. <laughs> it was because it was, I, was, I believe it was from the stress that was eating up inside. I just internally... I was keeping it inside of me, and they say that urinary tract infection can be caused by a lot of stress. <laughs> um, meaning that, so what, what happened was I started going to all these different doctors. I went, and they sent me a specialist, and they were sending me, because I would, I'd get one, and then I'd go away, and then I'd have another one the next day. And again, I know about urinary UTI, but they, they supposedly do come back once you get them, but this was not normal the way that they kept coming back. Right. And, and so I went to another specialist, and they said, let me send you for a CAT scan, and you need an MRI, and you need this, and you need that. And then you're going to need to do come in, and I'm going to need to put you under, and I'm going to need to do some like more tests on you. And I'm saying to myself, okay, I'm like, let's take a deep breath. I'm like, why don't you go on a retreat for years by yourself? And just, like, before you do any of this, which you're probably going to have to do, like, just go, like, on a yoga retreat. And to make a long story short, my girlfriend from college actually was starting a new business. It was called, it was called Round C. And it's up in the first year, and he's like, you need of like yoga, wellness. And I'm like, you know what, sign me up. I'm going, I have to do this for myself. And I went. And I sat down with somebody, and I told them how I was feeling. I was sluggish. You know, we went over my, my foods that I were eating, my foods that I were eating that were terrible, that weren't healthy, too many sugary foods. Um, I wasn't exercising, blah, 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 blah. After a few days there, I felt so much better with the, with the healthy eating, with the walking, with the exercising. And I remember going on a hike up to the mountain, and we got to the top of the mountain, and I was with someone who was following me and trailing me, and I remember saying, I need a moment here. And it's it, it so cliche, but, like, there was a big rock up there, and I sat down on the rock and just started crying. Like, I was just, like, it was like my breaking point. I hit rock bottom at that moment. You know, and he was like, don't worry, but I just had all these emotions and feelings coming out of me. And at that point, it was like, I need to start taking better care of myself. Like, I really, I can't do this. And I need to, I need to become that bitch. And I need to learn to say no. And I need to delegate. And I can't be everything to everyone at once all the time anymore. And this needs to, you know, go for long walks. She needs to go take an exercise class. And I need to start eating healthier. And, I remember walking into my apartment like that a few days later and turning to my husband and he's like, how was it? I said, it's amazing. I said, but I have to make changes here in the house because if I'm not, I can't, if I'm not happy inside, if I'm not happy, 
Dan bikin pun, bikin kan lagi. And I would just happy wife, happy wife, happy mom, happy kids. And I need to make, I need to be better for myself and for the kids. And he's completely supportive of it. And I just started just eating better, going to sleep earlier, saying no, not being there to everything, saying yes, 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 no, and say yes to everybody. I can't say yes now to everybody. And really just making some concrete changes, and it really helped. That's so inspiring. Thank you for that. I needed that. <laughs> of course. Of course. No, you know, some, we just get so consumed with everything and everything, and at some time, you know, we as the mothers need to take care of ourselves as well. It's really important. And I hear this so many times from moms, like, but I don't have time or, you know, I, 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 I wind up eating all the kids' food and, you know, I, I don't keep a healthy refrigerator. And it's, you know what? It, it's, it's just as easy when you go to the food store to buy healthy food as it is to buy the junk food. Um, and I'm not saying to cut out all junk food and not to eat their grilled cheese crust or their half a pizza, you know, whatever's left of the pizza. Of course, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying it may start making little changes, and you'll see big changes eventually. I just and I started feeling I started feeling so much better. I started having energy again. I wasn't always white and tired and exhausted. I once I started eating a little bit better, I really started to see changes. That's great. My my recent nod to trying to get everybody to eat healthier is instead of having snacks from the grocery, I'm only going to buy snacks from the health food store. If they come from the health food store, they can't be that bad, right? <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I, I think it's a great idea. I think we should as much, you know. I think our children learn from us, right? We're the role models. Yeah. So I think that if we're eating healthier, they're going to eat healthier. If we, you know, people are saying to me, "Well, how can we get my kids love fruits and vegetables?" How do Because that's what we always kept in the house. That's what my, that's what we keep in the house. Yes, we also keep junk food, but my kids have always learned to eat fruits and vegetables because we were always eating them. Hmm. Well, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try to do that too. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying get rid of everything else, keep everything as well. But you know, I'm just saying oh, it. I get it. You eat you, 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 the leaf first, or maybe we'll try the first. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's switch gears um, before you dig too deep into my terrible diet these days. Um, in your uh, in your next, oh, in your it's other the worst. Please, I've been on like an ice cream diet, but that's a whole other So you have another chapter called "Get Your Shit Together." So I now owe another you know dollar in the in the cursing drawer. But um, you talk <laughs> you talk a lot about men and their limitations, and you say in particular, and I'm going to quote here: "Men are not meant to be multitasking. Their minds just don't work that way." So that leaves me and no one. I'm sorry, that leaves me and only me to cope with a mountain of to-dos that must get done. Is it fair? Of course not. No one said motherhood was fair. So that was your quote. And I have to say, yeah. when I read that um, two nights ago, I was sitting on the couch with my with my son, who's 11, and I had read him a couple of my recent articles, which he was enjoying listening to, which was shocking to me. And at the same time, he was watching Monday Night Football on TV. And I said at the end, I was like, you know, that was so sweet of you for listening to my articles uh, tonight. And he's like, ah, you know what? I call it multitasking. <laughs> and I was like, I love it. are you kidding? You're, wa- it. you're sitting on the couch watching football and I'm literally reading you something like you're doing nothing. You're anyway. So, um, no, but in his mind, in his mind, he was, he was, he was, and yeah. that was, I could see that was a challenge. Um, 
So, and I do believe, I really do think that it is harder, not for all men, but for some men to really uh, master that ability that as women, a lot of us sort of have to do, like, there's just no choice. We There's like 8 million things going on all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you also go on to say how, um, you know, ironically, the more you depend on the men to do some of the stuff around the house or that you need to get done, one of the things on the task list, uh, the more they actually feel valued. And then you call it chore play, which is adorable and so funny and how it can actually help your sex life too. So, um, so tell, tell me, tell me more about this whole, whole thing. Sure. So I just think again, general. This is just not not just about a husband. General, for most friends that I talk to, you know, women in general, about the men, the whole the complaint is that they just can't multitask. Like we as women, we can do it all. Like again, like we get it all done. We need to right. I don't think all, but we make the doctor's appointments. We get the food. We, uh, you know, whatever it is, the school class, whatever it is, we meet with the teacher. And then, yeah, some husbands do go to meeting. Some husbands do you free time. I'm not saying that they don't do anything. But for the whole, I feel like women just do it all. We don't even think about it. It's just like, oh, we need to go clean. Oh, we need to do the laundry. Oh, we need to make that. Like it's just because if we don't do it, it doesn't get done. But yeah, at the same time, what I noticed is. When I would ask my husband, husband to do things, little by little, you know, he, he kind of like liked that I asked him, including <laughs> in some of the chores. Yeah. Um, and I kind of feel like, you know what, we need to make it more that, not that it's chores, but like that we're partners in this. And like that, you know, in parenting and in the household, we can't just, women can't just do this all. Um, give them some things to do, and they'll actually, like, they'll feel good about it, and they'll like it. And so one of the things my husband does now is he loves it, and he works out in the morning, and then he usually goes to Whole Foods, and he picks up food, and then he comes home, and he gets a shower, and gets ready for the day. But hey, my husband goes to Whole Foods, and it's so cute. My friends are always like, oh, I see your husband in Whole Foods all the time. I'm like, yeah, he wants to pick out the food, I don't know, the fruits, the vegetables, and whatever, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's great. So I think once you give them, like, something to do and it's something that they might actually enjoy, I think it makes things just a lot easier, perhaps. But you have to give them, not give them, but just say to them, hey, can you do this? And, like, and then they're like, oh, that's like, no, thanks. But, like, yeah, I to do that. And then they do it, and they, take, they, they own it, kind of. And I think that's something so important that we need to delegate to our husband or significant other. I'm um, giving something to do because why should you do everything? Totally. <laughs> so I could really sit here and talk to you all day long, but we're coming to the end. So I have to ask just like another question or two before sure, sure, I, sure. I pass sure. my, um, uh, so tell me what's going on with diva moms these days. So you started Divalicious Moms. I can't remember in what year I should have written it down. And yeah, no, it's okay. 2003. 2003. But I should yeah. have known because your son is your is 14. Anyway, um, so what is it now? How? What? Where do you see it going? You have like bazillion members following you. You do events. You do everything. Tell me. Tell listeners a little more about it. Yeah, it's about a daughter called Lady Bloom talking to you. So Aww. we're in the process of, yeah, 
trying to fill that and they were working on another book um, for, for moms, um, all interviewing different mom moguls about, you know, what it's really like being a working mom. Um, we were just in the beginning stages of that. We haven't, we haven't really touched upon, I mean, we wrote, we're just like, right, we're just writing the um, introduction and all that other good stuff right now, getting the proposal ready, but we haven't written the book. And then I'm also working on two different projects, um, actually with my sister and my husband. My husband's in the entertainment industry. He's a manager and a producer. Um, and one of which is a scripted, um, dramatic, I guess, a, a dramedy, com- dramatic comedy about my mother, who's a complete character. Her name is Manabelle. So the show is called Hashtag Manabelle, about, uh, <laughs> about a widow. In um, you know, this day and age, was married for forty five years, and and her like becoming of you know who she is today in this world of technology and social media, and her relationship with her two daughters and her grandchildren, and it's quite something uh, to say the very least. So we're you know working on that, and then we're also working on a uh, docu style TV show about one of my friend's daughters, which is really exciting, and I'm not going to give it away yet, but um, we're just we're starting to take meetings with that, so we shall see. But working more, also getting into the production side of things, um, and we'll see what happens. Wow, that all sounds awesome! I'm totally watching that show. I have some pretty funny characters in my life as well, so that sounds amazing. I won't even ask how you have time to do anything, but um, uh, clearly you have time to do this podcast so thank you so much for doing it <laughs> uh, of course thank you so much for having me and i'm so glad you love the book and I really, I really for do. all the moms moms listening motherhood is a b hashtag tch um, don't let anybody tell you differently become that woman that you want to be and say no and take care of yourself and everything else is going to fall into place hopefully Aw, thanks liz This episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books has been brought to you by The Craft Studio, craftstudionyc.org. Check it out online or go visit their Upper East Side or Tribeca locations. Thanks. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.